I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and here. And this evening, we're going to talk sexist stereotypes and just answer us this question. When I ask this to you, just straight away. What, what, what answer comes to mind? Who talks more on a daily basis, men or women? And, and no. what, what's your initial reaction? 87 because I will be honest, okay? Yeah. And maybe this is my sexist, ingrained mentality. I would have said that there is no debate about this. It's women. Yeah, I would have probably said the same. And I am a woman. And that's just probably because... Me personally, I love to talk and Mm. people have said it to me millions of times that I just don't ever stop talking. But I think that it actually turns out to be the other way around. And I'm not going to lie. I don't like a man that talks too much. I I like to be with somebody that's a little bit quieter so that I have more to say. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Okay. well, listen, let us know what you think that is, because we may have been operating in a very wrong, misled, uninformed stereotype and bias when it comes to these things. To talk a little bit more about this, she is a professor of sociolinguistics and a director of grad studies over in the English department in the University of Nevada in Reno. We are delighted to welcome on Professor Valerie Friedland. Valerie, how are things? Oh, they're pretty good. And I'm impressed that you said Nevada right. That is that is a, a mouthful for many people in, in the US. They often pronounce the name wrong. So uh, kudos to you. I like you already. <laughs> how did they pronounce it? Uh, Nevada. Ah. Nevada. With the A vowel. Uh, I see, that's so my Irish leaking out. The yeah. That uh, gives us that vowel. So when it comes to this stereotype and this kind of generalization about women kind of constantly talking far more than than men, um, is, is this true or are we, we all just being idiots here? Uh, well, I, I'm going to use a nicer word that we're just misinformed, <laughs> okay. I, I think. Uh, but if you'd like to use idiots, I won't stop you. Uh, but yes, we are generally wrong in that assumption. In what way are we wrong? Well, you know, almost every study that's been done has found that it's not actually the case that women talk more. If you look at studies in school context, so in classrooms, it's almost always boys that take up more of the conversational floor. They're also called upon more by teachers um, and generally get more of the teacher's attention, um, usually for bad behavior. But Mm. any type of behavior, they just get more noticed by teachers. If you look in uh, business context, and this is where it really starts to count, of course, we also find the same distribution of conversational floor taking where men take the floor much more than women and they also tend to interrupt women at a much higher rate. So in general, these ideas that we have that women talk more are pretty much based on stereotypes about how we think women sound. 
on that as well, in the work environment, now, myself and Saoirse are, are working from home at the moment, so this hasn't been an issue. But we, usually when we're in the office, we have a prep room and there's myself and there's Saoirse and then there's Tara Murray who works on the show before us as well. Uh, and I, I would say, and this may just be a one-off example, that Saoirse, you and Tara would talk quite a lot when you're left on your own. Yeah, we do talk quite a lot, like to the point where we kind of lose the run of ourselves and we have to be told, you know, to work. It could be two or three <laughs> hours and, and we're still going now, on about what holiday we're going to book. Is is that because, one, they're friends more so than they're women and that, but that we just see it through the lens of the, 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 the sex as opposed to anything else? That's absolutely right. I think you're hired. That was a very good analysis. Um, yes, actually, well, you know, what we do with stereotypes is we have these ideas that are ingrained in us often from, you know, a long extensive history of believing the world is a certain way. And so what we tend to notice falls along those lines of whatever stereotype we've learned to believe. And so it draws our attention to those aspects instead of others. So I think that's a really good analysis. You pretty much talk to all your friends. So Cormac, I'm sure when you go out to the pub, and you're having a few pints you probably chat a bit am i wrong i am the biggest bitch in the world <laughs> just <laughs> constantly 24 7 going on no because it just reminded me like because when, when any of my mates if they're coming in to work out as you said down in the pub if you're there with your mates you're obviously not sitting in silence right or you're not really good friends i mean that's the go. market yeah. <laughs> lot to share and so that you're talking a lot so I think that's a, a part of the issue is women tend to have a lot of friendships and sometimes friendship differences in the way that men and women have friendships as adults can be part of what leads to the distortion women are often friends in their neighborhoods and uh, maybe have friends over to their houses or friends in the workplace. And so you see that context where you know, we chit chat and we talk about our lives a little more, but that doesn't mean that men don't do it. In fact, I have heard my husband talk sports with his friends at points where I just want to tell him to be quiet. I'm, that's putting it <laughs> politely because they talk about sort of trivial things as well, but we don't call men on that. We call women on it because we've been socialized to believe that what women talk about is gossip or trivial and those kinds of things. That's what I was going to ask you. Is there a preconceived idea that we just, what women have to say for the most part is just nonsense? It goes far back in history. Um, So in fact, I have looked at this idea of women's talk being too much at, at dating back to ancient antiquity. And we find that Roman and Greek philosophers shared much the same opinion about the place of women's talk namely that there wasn't one. Uh, So women can talk in the house and that's fine, but if you go outside of the house in a public domain, then that's just talking too much. And we find that in um, ancient antiquity, we find it in the medieval period where women could actually be prosecuted for something called sins of the tongue, where they were put in this really lovely face clamp called a scold's bridle. (laughs) Wow. I know a lot of husbands that have joked with me after my article came out on that, that they would love one of those for their wives. Um, I think wives are are talking to them much. Uh, And so, you know, this is a long history of treating women's talk as uh, non-essential and unimportant and in some cases even dangerous. That's what I wanted to ask, I suppose. So, you know, obviously I haven't uh, talked about this in a light enough way, but you've obviously looked at the link between that and then maybe a real life impact on a woman's life or women as a whole. So what are some of the dangerous impacts that this stereotype and this thousand year old opinion of women has had? Well, you know, I think it all builds to this idea that when women are in places where their voices 
need to be more present, uh, we don't tend to listen to them. And I think it's hard to find a woman in a workplace anywhere that will say that she's never experienced being talked over by others. Um, and I would say men here, but I think women sometimes also treat what women say as unimportant. So I'm not going to just call out men, although men, you know, you're out there. But mm -hmm. I think it's a very common experience for women in work environments or in classes to feel like they can't get a word in edgewise or they're not listened to, they're not heard when they speak. And of course, this is dangerous because it works two ways. Not only are women unable to get a word in because they don't have an opening to do so, but this also makes them afraid that there'll be a backlash when they do speak up. And a lot of powerful women have said that one of the things that they've noticed in boardroom encounters was that when they did speak up, they felt like that actually was considered inappropriate by the men present. So, you know, there's a double-edged sword for women feeling like they can't speak up. And when they do, feeling like that's looked down upon as well. So it is pretty devastating to women's advancement in workplace settings and also to children that go to school because we find the same types of patterns there. And has it changed at all from the last, say, 15, 20 years? Well, I think it certainly has. You know, if you look at the start of the the equating of uh, women's equality with language, which was really in the 1970s with the publication of a, a book by Robin Lakoff called Language and Women's Place. Um, and, you know, that was sort of the feminist manifesto that women needed mm. to up speech like a man in order to be heard. And I think what we realize is that that's actually not the case. We don't need to talk like men. We need to have this recognition that what we say is, is important. And women don't necessarily adopt a completely different style than men, but they've been forced over time to perhaps have different strategies to be heard, because when you're not listened to, you have to do more to get attention to your speech. So you might have to put flags in there, like discourse markers, such as you know and like, or I mean, those kinds of things where we're flagging something that we're saying is important. We also might need to ask questions to get responses. So we start conversations. So these are not signs of weakness, which is what I think a lot of times in early literature they were treated as. And I, I think we are growing to appreciate the fact that that management style can actually be quite effective because it is a little more interested in getting everybody involved in the conversation. So if you are a manager and you have people to manage, I think rather than insulting them, it's nice to include them. So I think there has been a growing recognition that women's styles can be very effective in managerial kinds of contexts. Oh, it's all very interesting. Like, I don't see in our workplace, I wouldn't see, um, you know, men being more dominant in their speech than women, would you? Uh, no comment. No, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I wanted to ask you just in relation to that as well. I don't know what your thoughts are on, um, you know, the big five personality traits that a lot of psychologists will lean on and, and talk about openness and agreeableness and, and stuff like that. And um, I don't know women or what I've heard or read that on average women might be more agreeable uh, and would be less likely to kind of ruffle some feathers in the workplace. And does that kind of compound it or is that because of necessarily they feel as if they've been shunned and can't even get a foot forward in the workplace? Well, I think you obviously don't know the same women that I do. <laughs> I No, I'm kidding. I have a lot of very agreeable friends. Yeah. Uh, both. Men. You know, I think part of the idea that women are more agreeable stems from maybe a different style conversationally that ha they have. And, you know, this is where we get into these kind of associations that we get stereotypically with the way that we speak. So I might say something like, I'm sorry that happened. 
uh, as a woman, they, there's a lot of, of talk about how women apologize too much. But mm. the fact that I might be sympathizing with something that happened doesn't mean that I actually really care. Uh, it might just mean that I, I want you to know that, okay, I'm recognizing that that hurt you or that was inappropriate or something bad happened, but now let's get down to business. So I, I think there's a lot of misinterpretation that women's style is more agreeable. I think that just we've been socialized in order to interact in a positive and fruitful way that we have to adopt certain types of speech features, um, like maybe being inclusive in our pronouns. So instead of saying, I'm going to do that, say something like, let's do this. Um, that doesn't mean we're more agreeable. That just means we've been beaten down by a long history of having to adopt our speech to the right patterns of male dominance. Um, so I think you could look at it either way. I don't necessarily think that women are more agreeable than men. Did you find oh. anything else when you were kind of looking through this type of study? Well, I, you know, there actually is some interesting literature on interruptions as well um, and how women also face a backlash when they're in powerful positions. So for example, Hillary Clinton during the last presidential election, of when they do adopt a more, maybe a less agreeable speech style, if you want to build on what Cormac was saying, that they're actually not well liked. So that there's this double standard for women that to be successful like men in the workplace, they need to be less agreeable, less inclusive, um, a little more forceful in their speech. But at the same time, basically that paints them as uh, as Cormac put it, a bitch. And so there, there is this problem of perception for women. And, and the same thing with voice. If we adopt a really high voice pitch, that's considered more attractive. Studies support that vocal attractiveness for women is a higher pitch voice rather than a lower pitch voice. But it's also rated as not competent and not credible and not trustworthy when you speak in a high pitch voice in a business context. So again, we have this double standard of wanting to be attractive by using a feminine voice, but wanting to be successful and adopting a lower pitch voice. So I know this has led to women actually shifting to a lower pitch voice over time. In a um, really interesting study in Australia, looking back at archival recordings of women from the early 1900s to today, they found that women's voice pitch had dropped quite a bit over that time, probably because of this pressure to be taken more seriously. And of Weird. course, think of Mark Although you say that, what's the woman's name? from that Tyrannos company she uh, got herself in a little bit of trouble um, oh, yeah. she dressed like Steve Jobs and uh, she lowered her voice and then one or two interviews she was caught out what is her name blonde woman she was going to have uh, about, but I can't recall her name neither Just can I that's going to do my head in yeah, the way you yeah. want to be. <laughs> no, not at all. Seriously, uh, deepen your voice there. Let's have a listen to your... your, you know your... What, I think I have quite a deep voice for a girl. I don't think I have a high-pitched voice. Like, this <sighs> is something that I have I have actually noticed throughout the years. I remember being in school wishing my voice was a little bit higher. I just always felt it was kind of, I'm not going to say deeper, but like a little bit kind of stronger than other girls I would have been friends with. And... I Cormac wins in the voice pitch category. I think his is higher. Yeah, he, he does tend to... <laughs> break his voice now and again don't you you're kind puberty's of coming any day now Saoirse. puberty's coming any day now and then we will develop uh, and all will be good with the world but listen um, Professor it's a fascinating um, complicated area and I'd imagine uh, it's very very detailed and nuanced but for a woman who might be listening to this now who has unfortunately frustratingly experienced everything you have just mentioned that maybe she's in an office or a work environment where she's shouted down she's constantly interrupted and people are not taking her seriously maybe the men and other women aren't taking her seriously and she's just <laughs> got this rage building inside of her and um, what would be your advice to how, how to navigate manage that kind of situation and setting well I, I think there's two different approaches one is from a woman's perspective well I as a, a linguist I don't like to tell people 
people how they should speak. I would rather look at how people actually speak um, because I recognize the value in all different styles. But in reality, if you're trying to work in that workplace, you might have to adjust your speech slightly depending on what the norms of engagement are wherever you are. So, Mm. you know, one thing to actually take opportunity to speak when when turns are available. So when a boss comes in and says something like, so what what is are the ideas? A lot of times women are not the first to speak up there, but women should be because that's a way to claim the floor early. But even if you bring up an idea, another problem is a lot of times men will hijack the idea or other people hijack the idea, not necessarily intentionally, they'll just be following up on it. And so it comes across at the end, people remember that they were the ones with that idea. So if you have an idea, make sure you don't just start with the idea, you end with the idea. So you bring the conversation back around to, hey, Bob, glad you liked my idea. So what are we going to do? Right? You need (laughs) to make sure that you have the last word. So don't just be the first word, be the last word. Maybe watch a little bit how you couch your ideas. So uh, just like you were saying, women are seen as agreeable. It often comes across as uncertainty when that's really not what women intend. So when a woman says, oh, I think blah, 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 they're not really saying they're not sure about what they're they're doing. They just are trying to be polite not to force their ideas on you. So in a business setting, maybe you don't say I think. Say something like I suggest or my idea is just to make sure it's clear that you're not uncertain about what you want to do. And I think this also can make you more visible when promotions come around, because if you're not talking, then people aren't hearing what you might have to add. It's very good advice. There we go. We're all taking notes now. I'm even going to use some of those. Make sure no one steals my idea. I'll be like, no, 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 Kevin, that's me. Thank you very much. We'll wrap this up. Don't go stealing people's ideas and stealing people's credits for what they're doing. But uh, Professor, listen, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing your time with us this evening on Info because we could probably talk for hours and hours about this but um, we do appreciate you coming on do you have a website or any social media handles that you'd like to give a quick mention to before we let you go I actually I write for Psychology Today uh, my column's called Language in the Wild so you can just look up Valerie Friedland or Language in the Wild and read some of my articles there and if you're interested in hearing a lot from me I have a great courses um, lecture series available really pretty much on any media outlet Mm. such as um, Apple iTunes and things like that called Language and Society through the great courses. So if you, that's a long series, so you better like a lot of me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Lovely. Well, listen, uh, Valerie Friedland, thanks a million for speaking with us here this evening and we will chat to you again soon. Sure. It was a great time. Thank you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts 
to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.